Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Sean Monahan has had quite the fall from grace with injuries and just the inability to stay healthy and has put the Flames in a difficult position when it comes to his future on the team. With one year left on his very expensive contract, what comes next for the first rounder? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, with one half of the dynamic Shawnee no, Monty and Johnny, <laughs> duo gone. What comes next for Sean Monahan? Do his injuries force him to retire early, or is he set for making a comeback? Or does he accept that a buyout is coming and hits the market as a free agent? We'll find out on today's episode of Locked on Flames. But as always, please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. We're available for free on Audible, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. We're there for you, and I'm happy to be here. This is the final uh, pre-recorded episode, so I will be back tomorrow uh, breaking down whatever news has happened in the time I was gone. But let's talk about Sean Monahan. Who was he? Who is he? Let's paint a picture. Do him some justice. But... Sean Monahan was drafted sixth overall by the Calgary Flames back in 2013 and had quite the quite the start to his career. Uh, he really has just battled injuries. Um, he should not be 27 years old and having problems bending over and standing back up. His hip locking, even I don't have that, and I'm so out of shape, but he was part of the core that was supposed to win, that was supposed to bring the cup back to Calgary. That core no longer exists. There's no Geo. There's no Johnny. There, Backlund's almost, I think his contract is up at the end of this year as well, and Sean Monaghan is the only one really left there, you know? Uh, he scored 22 goals in his first NHL season, which is incredible, you know, to come onto the scene like that and make it like a 20 plus goal season. I think that a lot of players, you know, they're not getting a lot of playing time. So when you look at that first box on hockey, uh, hockey reference, the NHL site, hockey DB, wherever you're getting your stats, you'll see like six games, two goals one goal in one game like you know it's just uh with it's a smaller sample size but Sean Monaghan was able to play a good chunk of games his first yeah he played 75 games his first season in Calgary and that is that's that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy so I'm just I never want I should have prefaced and started the episode with this but I never like making these episodes because it is not a personal attack. 
it is the unfortunate circumstance that is surrounding the player. And I know that Sean Monahan is not like a bad guy. He's not someone who, you know, is out there uh, maliciously injuring himself and making himself, you know, not worth the $6.25 million or whatever it is, you know, he has just fallen into some bad luck and it's just injury after injury, but he did score a career high 34 goals the year that the injury started. 34 goals over 78 games back in 2018. That was the year that he had wrist and thumb surgery. Uh, in the next year, he was able to come back and score 22 goals. You know, he had plenty of seasons. He had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven out of his nine seasons as a 20 plus 20 to 30 goal scorer that you know that that's good that's you are making a solid contribution to your team you're not just a fourth line grinder who's eating minutes Milan Lucic I'm looking at you but um you know I think it's something that just came to a screeching halt just like the season did back in 2019, 2020. And that was a turning point in Sean Monaghan's career. And, you know, it is unfortunate. It's so crappy to see, you know, you see these guys who go on to play into their, you know, early forties and they still look like they could bench press an elephant. And then, you know, you do have younger players who are either plagued by, head injuries like Andre Kasha who's 27 26 27 years old and I didn't think he was ever going to play a hockey game again after his season and his last season in Boston um because of how bad his concussion history was and how severe the symptoms were and then you know here you have Sean Monahan who has spent the last two seasons fighting and healing from intense surgeries for anyone to heal from, let alone a, a an athlete, a professional athlete who has these expectations on him. And we're going to talk more about these wonderful surgeries and injuries and side effects of these injuries coming up next because, you know, these are realistic <laughs> and just true things that are unfortunately happening to Sean Monaghan, who has just had this fall from, from grace and there's no other way to put it. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends at bet online. Uh, remember to gamble responsibly when you are gambling. It's just a nice reminder Bet online is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. As we approach the NFL season, I'm sure that you can find some great Super Bowl predictions there. MLB trade deadline is right around the corner. You can make some bets there as well as esports, reality TV, racing, you name it. And they even have things from golf to UFC to MMA fighting. So they have you covered from A to Z, no matter what you're looking for. And you can check them out at betonline.net. 
And Bet Online is a great website to, you know, get all your sources and your information, game logs, whatever you need. And uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you again for tuning in to Locked On Flames. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I will be on vacation until tomorrow. So make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto for the next episode. And why aren't you subscribed to the show so you never miss a notification, right? Since the pause, Sean Monaghan has had two significant injuries. You know, the season came to a screeching halt back in 2020. That was the season that he had the 22 goals in 50 games. No, I lied. Sorry, 22 goals in 70 games. Um, And the thing there is that you, you know, players, they fell out of their routine, just like most of us. You know, they're at home. They're not traveling pretty much every other day. They're not um, conditioning themselves you know I'm sure that you know after that two-week period they were kind of like I don't think we're going back for a little bit so I'm sure that you know they kind of fell into the whole couch potato I don't picture athletes being complete couch potatoes because like they've been conditioned their entire life to exercise and like be good but you know I'm sure that they weren't exercising and following their strict regimen that they do during the season because they didn't know when they were going to play again. And when the season started back up in Edmonton, in the bubble, uh, the Flames obviously made it out of the first round, the play-in round. And then they made it to the second round, where Dallas eliminated them in uh, six games. Right? Yeah. Let's all remember that. Okay. That seems like forever ago. Wow. And uh, this year they eliminated the Stars in, in seven. But uh, Sean Monaghan had eight points in ten games, which two of those were goals. So, you know, that, that was really great to see. Uh, really any, like, we had we didn't have any inclination of what was coming, right? You just kind of, you wait. No one was expecting anyone to pop off after, like, three months off, right? And... The next season is where things really took a sharp nosedive. And again, everything I'm saying here is not a it is not a reflection of Sean Monahan the person. It is about Sean Monahan the player. They are two separate entities. It was obvious that he was playing through something. He was not performing well. He couldn't buy a goal. He was having real problems at the face-off circle, the face-off dot, rather, and it just was not looking good. And don't forget, at this time, Sean Monaghan was 25, 26 years old. No, he was definitely, like, 25. And that's when a player kind of enters their that catapulting season for their peak. It's, like, the priming of their peak. And, you know, you don't expect a player who has been a consistent 20 to 30 goal scorer to start to struggle like that, unless there is an underlying issue here. We saw something similar with Tyler Sagan, but Sagan was like 27, 28. And it was so hard to watch Sean Monaghan play hockey. He skated slow. He held back the second line. It 
the team wasn't very competitive to begin with, but he just kind of dragged them down even further. We figured out what the issue was. He played 50 out of 56 games on a destroyed hip. He was taking tons of pain meds. They were pumping him with whatever they could so he could go out and play. Is that healthy? Absolutely not. No. He, there was an article that came out. Um, I've quoted this article several times on the show. So I'm sure if you've listened consistently over the last year, you're probably like, just stop talking about this article. But this article will stay with me. And it's why I advocate for players and their uh, bodily autonomy, but also like common sense here. We really need to start thinking with the effects of injuries that happen during hockey and how they'll have like the consequence of those down the road and their quality of life. He could not walk to team breakfast the quarter of a mile. His leg was dragging behind him. You know when your foot's asleep and you're trying to walk and you're just like, oh, you're limping. You're like, oh, gotta try to wake it back up. That's what he was doing. That is what I'm envisioning. And, you know, he ends up having surgery, right? And everybody knows going into this season, you know, this is going to be a great comeback year. Like he is comeback player of the year uh, candidate. Um, We really need to to see more from him and we can't wait for him to heal and be better. Guess what didn't happen? The full healing and him getting better. Monaghan ended up scratched for the first time in his career based on performance against the Arizona Coyotes. You know you're bad when you're getting scratched against the Arizona Coyotes, okay? And he went from the second line center to a fourth liner, to a bottom six player at six and a half million dollars. So you have two, so you have like 12, 13 million bucks tied up in your bottom six and two players, two players. That is unacceptable, right? And he ends up being scratched, (laughs) which was very humbling for him. And I think, uh, you know, kind of was like, okay, like I got to get it together. Like this is something and everyone's kind of being a little harsh on him. Right. Well, sure. While later turn comes out that he is going on LTIR due to another hip injury, but this time it is his other hip. 27 years old. He is not that much older than me. You guys, I'm 26, we 27 in December. I cannot imagine my body being, you know, spending my entire life training to get to this level and then one day it just like falls out on me it just it just starts failing me and that has to be so tough mentally because you know what you're capable of you know you're not a 10 goal scorer you know you know you're more than that and then you just have to go and just rehab both hips to have hip surgery is intense enough And then to go and have to do it basically two in the same year at 27 years old. That is so intense and so brutal on your body and taxing. Um, David Krejci ended up having hip surgery and it took a while for it to heal. And I jokingly have called Sean Monaghan the poor man's David Krejci. Um, 
when he's good, he's good. But when he's injured and suffering, it's bad. <laughs> um, it's he needs the time to heal. Sure, he can still play during that time, but he you need to give it time. That is what this needs. And unfortunately, the more time that passes, it feels like he's just suffering more and more injuries. And that's not his fault. Obviously, something's going on. Uh, the wear and tear on your body is normal as an athlete. But at 27, to have the excessive amounts of surgeries that he has had is just really, really concerning. I, I just, I feel bad for him. You know, obviously you want him, I'm covering this team. I want him to perform well. I don't want to have to come on here and say, you know, Sean Monaghan uh, should be sitting up in the press box. No, I don't like that. I don't like talking poorly about any player unless it's, you know, the few that deserve it. But they, they're not on the flames. So, you know what I mean, though? It's not like I come on here and I'm like, ha ha, yes, Sean Monaghan, let's talk about his demise. No, no, I want to see him go out there and be a consistent, reliable offensive threat again. I would love to see that. But that is just not something that I ever see happening again. And that stinks because these are supposed to be his best years of his career ahead of him. And he's spending it in hospital beds, in physical therapy. It's just, it's really unfortunate. And he got married, so I'm sure he wants to have, you know, I'm sure they're going to start a family soon. And if he could not bend down with and, like, get back up, like, hinging, you know, like, when you bend down, that's a hinge. And, or squatting, to pick up a child or your dog or just stuff on the floor and you have a hard time doing that at 27. Can you imagine the impact that that's going to have on your body five years down the road, 15 years? What about when you're 50? I don't know. It's just a lot to think about. And hopefully he has had these conversations with his agent with the flames, because these are not easy conversations to to have coming up next we are going to talk about a possibility of a buyout what that would look like for the flames what it means for sean monahan and what what makes it different than luchiches thank you all so much for tuning into lockdown flames i greatly appreciate it please make sure that you are subscribed to lockdown flames wherever you get your podcasts you know, there are very few things I'm good at, and math is one of them. Math, math is not one of them. Sorry. <laughs> but um, right now, the buyout window is open. You know, we, we see it all the time. Uh, we see players being bought out due to injury, due to whatever, you know, just not playing well. I lied. I said Sean Monaghan has one year left on his contract. He has two. Thought it was one. But, um, no, we're in 2022, so it is one. Okay, sorry. I'm very, very bad at numbers, like I said. But buying out a player is 
something that happens. It is not something that uh, is done very often. You know, last year, Minnesota bought out two players, um, Parisi and Suter. I could not think. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, you know, it's not something that teams do, you know, willy-nilly. These are things that, you know, they have to think about it because – it, it, there's implications on their cap space that season, obviously, but also in the future. And I'm pulling up Sean Monahan's buyout calculator on Cap Friendly. Honestly, shout out to Cap Friendly. So, right here it says buyout date, um, June 15th, 2020. So, that's not, no, that's already passed. But he has a. Base salary of $6 million. He has one year. He's 27. Buyout ratio, two to three. I don't know what that means. So the total cost of buying him out would be $4 million. You're saving $2 million. That, my friends, is a good amount of money. That is a very good amount of money. You know, when you look at Lucic's buyout calculator, it shows that he, buying him out, would save you 33, no, $333,000. And that's not a lot. Um, the buyout would span over two years, so it would be $2 million this year and $2 million next year. Um, sorry. Uh, so this is what Cat Friendly says. A Sean Monaghan buyout spans two years and has a cost of $4 million, saving $2 million. Monaghan is 27 years of age at the time of the buyout. Therefore, the buyout ratio is two-thirds. With $6 million in salary remaining, the cost is $4 million, and the savings are $2 million. Buyouts span, buyouts span twice the length of the remaining years because there is one year remaining on the contract. The buyout length is two. The buyout cap hit is displayed on the calculations below. Okay. So, you know, I think it's important to note that the Flames would be saving a considerable amount of money here. Uh, What happens when you buy someone out? They go on unconditional waivers. They end up entering free agency. And they can sign with any team they want. Or they can just not. They can take a year off or do whatever. Turn in their retirement papers. It's all depending on what they want. And could you see Sean Monaghan going to Columbus to play with Gaudreau again? I don't know. That's just an idea that's been floated around. And it would be very interesting to see that happen. It would be interesting to see, do I think the Flames are going to do it? No. I absolutely don't think the Flames would, would do a buyout. But again, I'm not in the front office making these decisions and bringing these conversations up. You know why? Because I host a podcast. (laughs) But it's very good to look into these things and consider all options, considering you want to sign someone who can score you goals and you're going to need as much money as you possibly can get. So with that, I think there's things worth looking into. Uh, Obviously, he's going to start the season on LTIR, so we have to also look into that and see 
how that will implicate uh, the rest of the buyout as well. But I'll leave you with that. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Lockdown Flames. I'm Jess Belmosto. Subscribe to Lockdown Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you all later this week for a non-pre-recorded episode where we can talk about whatever's happened over this last week.